Dream Team Fantasy is a Thunder Media Live production. For more shows on the Thunder Media Live network, visit thundermedialive.com. Welcome to another episode of Dream Team Fantasy. I'm Nick Morrow, alongside Tyler Syracuse. What's up, bud? What up? Welcome back. Uh, how's dad life treating you? It's good. Dad life is great, actually. You know, nothing uh, nothing that I wasn't going to be surprised about or didn't know about already. So, not getting much sleep, but that's okay. Are you back at work? Oh, yeah. Back this week. Took two weeks off. Now I'm back. So, back to the grind. It's good to be back here in studio, though. Um... I'm excited. I'm ready for some week five. This is a big week, actually, not only for football. Hockey starts tonight. Yanks are on Friday. Playoff baseball. So sports are in full force right now. Um, but, yeah, we're here to talk some football. So we'll get to the headlines here. Uh, bunch of injuries. You got Melvin Gordon coming back. Uh, probably, we were talking about before the show, probably a 50-50 split between him and Eckler. We're thinking, and then um, I'm not going to really play him in DFS this week. Probably going to fade him, but I do have him in some season longs that I'm plugging him right into the running back role. Um, Bengals wide receiver uh, Ross is out for several weeks, it looks like. Broncos uh, defensive lineman, defensive back Chubb is out for the season. Looks like uh, Trubisky is likely out for week five, which I think actually helps the Bears. Daniels looks way better than Trubisky. Um, and then Ramsey is still out for the Jags. I don't know what the deal is or he just wants out of there and wants to be traded, but I don't know if they're going to, they're going to be able to get what they're asking for him at this point. Another one, Stefan Diggs didn't practice today and there's some speculation that he wants to be traded and maybe that new England is a potential suitor. And I know he tweeted some sort of face emoji. So people are kind of reading into that a little bit, but they, they listed his did not practice as personal reasons. Hmm. So I think he's frustrated with the offense and just the way things are going in Minnesota. I know Th- uh, Adam Thielen called out Cousins too, so we'll see what happens with that. But Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. They're definitely leaning on Cook, and that's what we thought yeah, coming into the season, exactly. that it was going to be run-heavy run. Run heavy Minnesota. Uh, Tyreek Hill looks like he'll probably be back next week. Um, I don't think they'll rush him back this week, especially at home against Indy. They're going to probably steamroll Indy, and they don't really need him. Um, yeah, I think that does it for the injuries. Uh, thoughts on week four? Uh, the Browns, surprising blowout over the Ravens. I did not see that coming. Um, Haskins looked absolutely awful in his debut. I mean, he looked bad. Not only was he throwing picks, but he was getting sacked. I mean, it was like a double whammy. Yeah, he's not ready. No, he's definitely not ready. It's And it looks like it's either going to be Colt McCoy or Case Keenum. I don't think Keenum practiced today. I think Colt McCoy took reps with the ones. So could be him this week. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. That Patriots defense is just dominant. Um, what's going on with Watson and Hopkins? I mean, is their offensive line just so bad that, like, Watkins – 
just, or Watson just doesn't have a second to throw. And Hopkins has been dropping the ball. He never drops the ball. Yeah, Houston, uh, I mean, their offensive line's actually played a lot better watching the film. A lot of times Deshaun Watson's been holding the ball just, you know, four, five, six seconds. And a lot of times when he does that, he can create a big play, but he's also going to get sacked a lot. He, I think the Texans have been sacked the most in the league. That's just kind of his playing style. And honestly, he he was pretty close to a big game again. He had two long passes, one to Will Fuller, who we were all in on again. We've mentioned it pretty much every week. We're going to keep riding him until he has that big game just because he's a guy that's playing 90% of the snaps. He's getting open. And he's you know, open. He's, Wide open on the 75 yard touchdown, and it just <laughs> just glanced off his hands. I mean, and um, there was another one to Hopkins yep. that would have went for another 60 yards. And and besides that, Houston just struggled offensively. It, it was weird that they couldn't get it going against Carolina. Yeah, their D, Carolina's D looked really good. I think they got a like a resurgence after Cam went out, and Allen's been leading the team. He didn't even do well. McCaffrey yeah, fumbled out. three times yeah. in Carolina. I mean, Houston scored 10 points and they forced three fumbles. It was crazy. Yeah, there. I, I just don't know what's going on with Watson. I think I'm going to fade him for just a couple weeks until I actually see him get going here. And I'm probably going to buy back in. I know they're playing uh, home against Atlanta week five. So yeah. uh, he's got a pretty good price tag on FanDuel too. So I think I'm going to buy back in, play some Hopkins and Fuller stacks and run it back with Julio. It'll hit. It'll be nice payout if it hits because I don't think a lot of people yeah. are going to be playing them. They just have not looked in sync so far this season. Um, Saints D stepped up huge against the Cowboys, um, and then Mahomes in his first career dome game just didn't look so Mahomes like. Uh, they couldn't get going either. He was missing open targets, and they just they weren't in and they couldn't get in a rhythm. Either. Yeah, I thought he played okay. They still scored 34 points. It was just more of the touchdown variance because they had three rushing touchdowns and then they had a defensive touchdown. He still threw for over 300 yards and he had, I think, 56 rushing yards. Um, he he wasn't his normal self, that's for sure. I think um, Sammy Watkins had some problems getting open against Pierre Desir, who was filling in. Well, he's the the, the second cornerback. Uh, Darius Slay was out. So we were definitely expecting a big game from Mahomes. I had a lot of Mahomes, Watkins, Kelsey stacks, and, and that let me down a lot because none of them scored. Yeah. But I'll, I'll be going back to them. I know they're not on the main slate, but, um, yeah, every week definitely I'll be playing those guys. And Yeah, I think everyone's just kind of hyped up for Mahomes' first game in a dome, you know, and that there was no weather restrictions and he could just sling the ball and Sammy and, you know, all them were just going to run down the field and – uh, Lions best DB wasn't playing. So yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely disappointing because we invested a lot. I did at least in Mahomes. Uh, we did win a couple prop bets on Kelsey over receiving yards. His over receiving yards is four and oh this season. And I feel like he hasn't even really had a big game. So that's another bet we'll go back to in week five. Cause they're playing the Colts and the Colts run a lot of zones. So they give up a lot of passes to tight ends and running backs. So for sure, I'm probably going to, no matter what Kelsey's yardage prop is, I think he's going to have a hundred yard game and his prop will probably be in the eighties. So, so that'll be another one I'm betting. Uh, also we were talk, uh, texting earlier today, we both think Mahomes is a good bet. Currently, his odds are like minus 175 to win the Super Bowl. We just MVP. don't think there's many other options right now. I know Russell Wilson had the second best odds, and chances are they're not going to win as many games as the Chiefs do. 
and Mahomes is almost for sure going to have better numbers. Um, I mean, you can make a case for a couple guys like Dak Prescott or Tom Brady or, or whoever, but I think Mahomes is a clear value at minus 175. I would probably bet him all the way up to like minus 300, honestly. Yeah, I don't see anyone else really winning MVP right now. Um, you know, McCaffrey's having a great season. People were talking, I saw an NFL Network the other night, someone said that their vote would be Khalil Mack, but, I mean, that's very unlikely. Especially um, if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. The thing with MVP, like, you have to have a great record and you have to put up crazy fantasy numbers. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Mahomes is just a clear front runner for MVP right now. Um, all right, so let's get into TFS uh, Week 5. I did a lot of research this for this week. It was uh, when I first looked through, I didn't like a lot of guys and my list was very small. Um, then did a lot of research, pro football focus and a couple other sites that we use um, and really had to like pick out the guys that I liked. Um, we'll start at the quarterback position as always. Um, no Mahomes on the main slate. So up top, you got Lamar Jackson, Dak, uh, Watson, Wentz, Rogers, Matt Ryan, down at seventy six hundred. Jameis Winston, going to go right back to him. Uh, I just think that finally, Arians is just letting him play, and um, he's been looking good. I mean, the Bucks aren't good, but their defense is bad. They give up points, and Winston's just got to play catch up, and he's throwing the ball a ton getting a ton of touchdowns Evans and Godwin have been looking great um who are the quarterbacks this week that we're uh targeting for me I, I want Lamar Jackson at the top um my highest own quarterback is probably going to be Deshaun Watson actually I, I think it's a pretty good bounce back spot for them I expect that game to be a shootout so if I'm playing a bunch of Watson I'll probably run it back with some Matt Ryan Julio um Calvin Ridley lineups uh Debating whether or not to play Winston, I might just invest in Godwin, and that's the only option because I think Mike Evans is going to be locked up with Lattimore. Uh, so Godwin definitely has the best matchup in the slot. Uh, towards the bottom, I think I'm going to take some Kirk Cousins this week. I know everyone's been ridiculing him. He's having a terrible season. He hasn't had one good game. He averages less than 12 fantasy points per game this season, which is just terrible. But they're playing the Giants. And I talked a little bit last week about like the squeaky wheel narrative and both of his receivers, Stefan Diggs and Thielen are pissed off at him. So I think the offensive coordinator should definitely make it a priority to get them going. And you can't really ask for a better spot than playing up against the giants. And it's a condensed market share with just the top two wide receivers. Really. They get all the targets along with a little bit of Delvin cook and, and Rudolph and then the, the rookie tight end Irv Smith. Uh, but Cousins is 6,800, and I just think um, with everyone talking shit about him, I think he can come out and have a 303 touchdown game, and it's easy to stack, like I said, with uh, Diggs or Thielen. Yeah, I just feel like um, I feel like he just hasn't looked comfortable in the pocket either, and Delvin Cook's just been so good. It's hard not to just give him the ball almost every play, whether it's a screen or just running it down the opponent's throat. Um, but I do think they need to get – they haven't really taken those long shots to Diggs and, you know, the crossing patterns to Thielen over the middle. It just hasn't been there this year. So, um, I mean, if there was a week, I guess it would be against, you know, 
the Giants defense, which isn't that good. Yeah, I just really like the spot overall, especially if um, Daniel Jones can keep up with them and put up some points. I think Cousins can can really hit his ceiling this week. I think this will be Jones's toughest test. You know, he hasn't really played a good defense. Minnesota's defense is decent. Um, so I think this will definitely be a test to see if uh, Danny Dimes is the real deal. Um, They're also I, a defense that always plays better at home. And this yeah. one is in New York. So that's another reason why I like the game in general. I, th- I think it could be a, a sneaky shootout. Okay. Um, I like Jackson up top. I just don't know about Watson. He's just been a huge letdown. I have him in a season long and he's, oh, he just hasn't been what I thought he was going to be. Um, I might get a couple shares of him, but I'm not going to go nuts with him. I like Wentz um, up top here at 7,800 at home against the Jets. Um, I think he'll have a good game at home. You know, he's had a, a long break playing last Thursday. I like Winston, like I said. Um, definitely going to get some Brady against that awful Washington defense. And then someone else I really like down at 7,500 is the Red Rocket, Dalton. I like Dalton this week at home against Arizona. He looked okay against the Steelers. He missed some open guys. I think Steelers' defense is a little underrated, and Arizona's defense is just not good. Um, So I think Dalton could be a little sneaky play. I wish his price tag was a little lower, but at 7,500, it kind of gives you an option to get some running backs and wide receivers into your lineup. Um, Any thoughts on Dalton this week? I don't mind him. I I think he's a little expensive on FanDuel, but... Like you said, it's it's a great matchup. They're going to run a lot more plays. And he's got easy stack options, too, with Tyler Boyd and Tyler Eifert. Uh, maybe even Joe Mixon. Um, I, I just think he's a little pricey. He is pricey. He's going to be under-owned because he's too expensive and because the Bengals are just absolutely terrible on Monday Night Football. So everyone saw that. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was getting sacked left and right. The Cardinals don't have the pass rush that the Steelers do, so I think it's a bounce-back spot for the Bengals in general. I don't know if how much Dalton I'll take, but I'm probably going to take some of his weapons, uh, which we'll get to later on. Yeah, I just feel like playing against that up-tempo Arizona offense, he'll get more chances. It's at home, a better matchup. Um, I wish his price was a little lower, but um, I'll definitely get some shares of him. Uh, on to running back. Up top, we got McCaffrey, Elliott, Kamara, Cook, Ingram, Bell, Eckler, Mixon, Fournette. Um, and then down here, Melvin Gordon, back, 6,800. Uh, I'm not playing him at all at DFS. Absolutely fading him this week for me. I think I'm going to give him a week to get his legs back. And I think they'll do, like we said, a 50-50 share between him and Eckler. And at 6,800, you're not really getting the value that I think for Melvin Gordon, if he was cheaper, like 6,000, I might consider playing him. Um, who are the running backs you're targeting this week? I think it's definitely a week where you want to prioritize the expensive running backs. So those top four guys, McCaffrey, Zeke, Kamara, and Cook, I think I want at least two or three of them, like in every lineup pretty much. Uh, there's a few guys I like in the mid-range. Um, Leonard Fournette. Coming off a 29-carry game, he's just getting over 90% of the snaps. Carolina's actually been pretty poor against the run. And Fournette hasn't found the end zone through four games. But like we said, he's getting 90% of the touches, and it's only a matter of time before he finds the end zone. 
David Johnson's another one. Bengals, terrible defense. They just got lit up by both James Conner and Jalen Samuels. Besides that, I think that would probably be the cheapest running back I'd go this week. Um, the only other one I would, I'm going to take some shares of is David Montgomery. He's got a really nice price tag, 5700 and he just had over 25 touches. He just wasn't efficient at all last game. He had 21 carries for 53 yards, and then he had five targets, caught three of them for 14 yards. So he hasn't had a big game yet, but his um, snaps have gone up each game, and he's got a great matchup against the Raiders, and I think they're going to lean on him with the backup quarterback there. I know um, Chase Daniel loves throwing to Tariq Cohen, so Cohen's snaps might go up, but honestly, Cohen doesn't even line up as a running back a lot of times. A lot of times he'll just be out in the slot and they'll throw little crossing patterns to him or screen passes and then occasionally the wheel route. So I think Montgomery would be my cheapest guy at 5,700. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like Elliot a lot up top. Um, after watching that Green Bay-Philly game, the holes that that Philly lineup or Philly offensive line opened up for Jordan Howard were just ridiculous and Dallas has a better offensive line even though Smith is out um but I still feel like Elliot is going to have a very good game against a not so great uh Green Bay front seven I think Zeke is actually my least favorite out of the top four I just think the Packers have really been struggling against the run and and they've came out and talked about it in the media and anytime that's the case I think they're really going to try to sell out and stop the run next game so I think if I were to rank them, I'd go uh, McCaffrey number one, Kamara number two, Delvin Cook number three, and Zeke number four. But I'm definitely going to have exposure to all four of them. Yeah, I like Zeke. Um, I like Ingram uh, against Pittsburgh. I, I like this Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. I know history shows that normally when these two teams get together, it's a defensive game, low scoring. But these two teams are much different uh, this year. And I really like... Um, targeting this Baltimore Pittsburgh game. So I'm really high in Ingram this year or this week. I also like Connor. Um, If he doesn't play, I like Samuel a lot, Um, but I do like James Connor here at 6,900. Yeah, I definitely expect him to play. He just had a minor ankle sprain and he was able to come back in the game. Uh, He didn't practice Wednesday, but it's probably more of the load management. But I agree if if for whatever reason he doesn't play, I think Jalen Samuels would become a lock um, on FanDuel and DraftKings. Yeah, I will definitely like Samuels a lot. Love David Johnson this week. Um, Love the matchup against Cincinnati. Um, I also like, I'm going to get a little couple shares of Derrick Henry. I just got a feeling this week against a not-so-great Buffalo front D. I like Henry. I, I think they're going to feed him the ball. I think it's going to be a run game for Tennessee this week. And then I'm going to get a couple shares of Jordan Howard. Hard not to play him after the week he had last week. Um, and against a Jets depleted defense and offense, no Sam Darnold yet. So I feel like Philly's going to get up and then they're just going to run the ball and Jordan Howard should definitely find the end zone. So that'd probably be the cheapest I go at 6,500 with Howard, but you're right. It's going to be paying up for running backs this week. There's just too much at the top, and there's just really not a lot of value down here for running backs, I don't Any think. Any interest in Montgomery? You just think the Bears suck ass? Yeah, I'm not interested in him just because they just – Chase Daniels is in. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what kind of scheme they're going to run. Um, 
their offense just has not been good. I know it's mostly been on Trubisky because he just cannot throw a pass to an open wide receiver. Yeah, for me, it was just the... I don't like the traveling. The touches. Yeah, but traveling to London and that, I don't know how that's going to affect them. And I don't know. I'm I'm probably going to stay away from this game. I just think they can steamroll Oakland. Oakland's coming off a big win uh, at Indianapolis, and now they're going to London. I don't know. I don't know about Oakland. Oakland and Detroit are just two teams I just have not been able to put my finger on. Yeah. Because they just, I feel like they could play. I feel like they could keep up with Chicago. I feel like their defense can stop Chicago's offense. It's not like it's this high-powered Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes offense. It's Chase Daniels and who? Tariq Cohen. I do like Khalil Mack's chances of getting a strip sack though against his former team. Oh, for sure. He's gonna want. <laughs> he's want gonna want to go off on uh, on his former team. But I just feel like I, I feel like Oakland's defense will keep up with Chicago. I mean, Chicago's offense doesn't scare me at all. Yeah, it could be an ugly game. I could see that. I just yeah. think the the four and a half spread seemed really weird to me. I just think um, I think it's uh, I can definitely see Chicago winning like thirty three to seven or 33 to six, something like that. I just, I don't know. Chicago's offense doesn't do it for me and their defense is great. It it has been great. Um, But then Oakland's offense comes out and Derek Carr looks like, you know, freaking Aaron Rodgers out there. And is Chase Daniel really a downgrade? No, he's <laughs> not. Trubisky. He's not. Though. The That's line didn't thing. move a point. <laughs> he's not at all. He <laughs> might be better than Trubisky. This could be like the best thing that ever happened yeah, to so, the Bears. I mean, they have a stud receiver. I mean, Allen Robinson's so good. He I is love good. watching him play. He is good. And I just think they can do whatever they want. Um, I, I don't I don't think Oakland's going to be able to do anything. So Chicago should have a ton of plays and they should have a ton of chances to score. I, I, I think it could get ugly pretty quick. Okay. I could see, I mean, I could see it. I just don't, I just don't, I don't feel that happening. I just don't trust the bears offense yet. And, you know, Chase Daniels is a veteran in the league, so he could, he could get out there and really, you know, rejuvenate, rejuvenate that, uh, offense. Um, all right. Wide receiver at the top, we got Hopkins, Julio. I don't know if Devante is playing yet. So we got to keep an eye on that. Amari Cooper, Godwin, Evans, Thomas, Keenan Allen, Juju, um, and then down here at 6,900, you got Thielen and Robinson, who we just talked about. Um, who are your targets, wide receiver? I definitely want those top two guys with Hopkins and Julio. They're going up against each other, and in that game environment, I think they can both have a ceiling game. Hopkins has been really bad this year, and Julio's had a, a few good games. Uh, this one's in a dome again. I just really like that game to shoot out, and I definitely want – both Hopkins and Fuller, and then on the other side, Julio and Ridley. So I'll definitely be running game stacks in that one. Uh, a little they bit both cheaper. Just, they both just looked so bad last week. Yeah. Atlanta looked awful. Houston looked awful. So I really hope they do get together because I agree. I like Hopkins and Julio at the top here as well. With the NFL too, I, I kind of like going back to those teams that played so poorly the, the prior week because a lot of people are scared to go back to them. And I think it's a good opportunity to jump in. Uh, I talked a little bit like zigging while other people zag, especially Mm -hmm. in DFS. So I'm definitely going to have a bunch of exposure in that game. Uh, A little bit cheaper. I'm definitely going to play some Chris Godwin. He's my boy. I mean, unfortunately, he blew up last week and I had zero shares. I know he's one of my highest owned best ball guys, but he was the highest scoring wide receiver on the slate. You pretty much needed him to win tournaments. 
Um, we were talking on Sunday. I was winning the $333 Wildcat on DraftKings, 250000 up top. I'm literally sitting there from probably 1.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. winning it the whole time. <laughs> Most of my guys were in the 1 p.m. slate, so I think that's the main reason why. So my 1 4 p.m. player was Will Disley. Gets the early touchdown. I'm winning the thing by like 10 points. I, I, I thought I had a pretty good shot at it, honestly. And then all of a sudden, the Rams-Bucks game just goes nuclear. They combine for freaking 95 points. And I end up in like 56th place because all these people with Goff and Cup and Woods and Godwin and Evans and Jameis, <laughs> they all passed me up. Went from $250,000 to two grand. Two grand. So <laughs> so uh, it's tough to digest. I mean, it's really fun when you have a sweat like that. I know Nick had one the, the, the prior week. Um, but it definitely hurts when you go from winning that much and you're like, holy shit. And mm-hmm. then you refresh your page and it's like, what the hell just happened? Yep. But that's what can happen when a game goes off like that. So that's why we recommend that you make these game stacks. Cause when that happens, you really need quarterback, multiple receivers from that game to, to get up to the top. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll definitely be getting some Godwin, some Evans. Um, I like the Tampa Bay offense, and last time they were in New Orleans, they put up a ton of points. So I like Winston in the dome there. Um, down here a little farther, I like um, Thomas. Once again, targeting that game. I'm going to play some Thielen this week. I have him here as someone I like at wide receiver. I feel like um, Cousins is going to he's going to get a bunch of receptions, and he could find the end zone. Um, and at 6,900 against that Giants defense, I feel like is a great value play. You might have talked me into Robinson a little bit. He wasn't on my radar, but I might check that again and see how I feel about him. Um, but then, I don't know. I might. You might have talked me into it. Fun fact on Michael Thomas, he leads the NFL in target market share 33%. And I it's just t- clear that with Bridgewater, like they're really going to rely on Kamara and Thomas and that's yeah. it. Like, yeah. those are the only guys you could start on the scenes. I just don't trust Bridgewater, you know? Yeah. He's just a check down machine. He is. So, I mean, there's not that, I mean, Thomas isn't a big play guy, which benefits him for Bridgewater just being that check down, you know, sure hands, throwing it to the sure hands wide receiver kind of guy. Um, so I definitely want to get some Thomas in, uh, definitely gonna be playing some Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I'm especially going back with, to him too. Especially with Ross out, uh, 6,700, definitely going to be getting some Boyd. Um, I want Julian Edelman if he's playing. I know he's questionable, but if he plays, I'm definitely getting Edelman because I yeah, think he's way too cheap. Yeah, and I think that um, I think Gordon will be covered by um, Josh Norman. Josh Norman um, kind of sucks now. Who? Yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't really scare me anymore, anyways. But he's their best player, best defensive player. So if he's on Gordon, um, I definitely like Edelman a lot. And then you got Diggs down here. I know we talked about him. Jesus, 6,000 for Diggs. Yeah. He's so cheap. I, I mean, I don't know how I'm not going to get him in some lineups. Yeah, if he's healthy and active, he's just like $1,000 too cheap. So he, we'll definitely he, get some definitely. massive uh, usage there. When I saw that, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe how far down he is. 
And if he goes off this week, you definitely want to get that because he'll hit that value for sure. And just below Diggs, I I like Fitzgerald. I know he's not usually a guy that I look to play much of just because he's he's old and the Cardinals have looked pretty shitty. And I mean, they just haven't hit their ceiling whatsoever. But Fitzgerald just gets so many targets. Yeah. His price seems way too low. He he seems It never changes. Yeah. And he's like high owned every week. That's another reason why I don't want to play him. Yeah. But now with Christian Kirk injured, with Demir Bird injured, I mean, there's no reason he's not going to get another 10 targets. And he's has the most uh, red zone targets in the league. So, and we're looking for touchdowns on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Like, I might have to play some Fitzgerald this week, even though I don't want to. Well, I feel like if I, I like the Cincinnati stack, we're going to get to tight end. And I, I like uh, Eifert over there at tight end. But Eifert, Min Price, he was oh my, I'm one of my sleepers. Arizona every week I'm playing against it. I've said they don't cover the week. tight end. They don't every week I'm playing whoever Arizona is going against that tight end. Um, so I'm going to run it back with Fitz on the other side to just kind of get that game stack. And cause I feel like Cincinnati is going to put up points. Arizona is going to have to, you know, throw the ball. And if, and with Kirk being out, I mean, Fitzgerald's going to get his, so yeah, I definitely can get like 15 Fitz. targets. He's just easy, so cheap. Easy. Um, I kind of like Sutton. Uh, he's been just quietly having a very good year uh, for Denver, and I feel like the Chargers are going to put up points. So once again, Denver's going to be playing catch up, and he too could get 10, 15 targets. Um, and at 5,700, I think he's pretty cheap as well. Um, and then I'm going to go down even farther, and I'm going to play Hollywood Brown. At yeah, fifty four hundred, another one who's at least a thousand dollars too cheap. At least, uh, and I we we like Jackson. I like this Baltimore Pittsburgh game to score a lot of points. I mean, he should be like sixty eight hundred, and he's fifty four hundred this week. Cheap. And Joe Hayden is slow, and Hollywood <laughs> slow. Brown is fast. He's, I mean, it, Lamar Jackson likes him. He did not have a great week last week, but he gets targets. He's fast as hell. And it just takes one big play for that, you know, 70-yard bomb touchdown for you to really hit value. And he has 29 targets the last three games, so it's not like, you know. It's not like he's not looking not for him. To him but yeah. I think it's a definitely a good bounce-back spot for him. For sure. And he's, like we said, just too cheap. Way too cheap. Um, all right, so on to tight end. Tight end is. The only other one I wanted to mention oh, is actually Min Price. Um, Golden Tate, he's coming back from a suspension. Yeah. He's also probably... $1,200 too cheap. I think FanDuel forgot to adjust his price. So he's definitely missed price. And if he's playing in the slot, he'll have the best matchup going against the Vikings who are really good at covering the outside wide receivers. So we'll see if we can get some reports on who's going to play the slot, whether it'll be Sterling Shepard or Golden Tate. Um, but I don't yeah. know how much upside he has for tournaments, but he, he will give you a lot of savings. We talked about how you want to pay up for the stud running backs this week. So if you can play a min price Golden Tate and then a min price Tyler Eifert, it pretty much unlocks the whole slate for you and you could get in whoever you want. So I think that's going to be some of the roster construction I'm going with this week. Yeah. Tate could be interesting. Um, I don't like to usually play guys that come back. Like I said, I'm not playing Gordon. Um, I don't really like to play guys that have been suspended for five weeks or whatever. I like to give them a week, but he is very cheap. So if it's something that you want to pay up for the running backs, pay up a quarterback, uh, maybe defense, and you need that cheap filler at wide receiver, I don't have a problem with Golden Tate at all. Um, all right, so on to tight end here. 
Tight end is going to be easy for me this week. There's really two guys that I'm interested in playing. That's it. Um, and it's Andrews if he's playing, and it's Eifert. I mean, Arizona just cannot stop the tight end, and Eifert probably should have had one, maybe two touchdowns last yeah, week. Yeah, he had a couple red zone targets uh, in the end zone, had the one bounce off his hands, and they're down wide receivers, so he should be out there. They've I mean, been Dalton's playing looking him, for him. So. Yeah, they've been playing him like 50 to 55% of the snaps, but that's probably a good thing for him just because he's been so injury prone and you know, he's going to be out there when it counts in the red zone. Like we said, that's what we're looking for on, on FanDuel is the touchdowns. I'd expect him to get at least a couple end zone targets this week. And I think he's a good bet to find the end zone and he just provides so much, so much savings. I just think it's hilarious that Austin Hooper is the, is the most expensive tight end on the main slate. I know he's had a couple big games, but he's definitely not, deserving to be priced above <laughs> Zach Ertz and Evan or Waller. That is just ridiculous. I don't know what FanDuel is thinking, but I mean, I'm definitely going to have some Ertz just because his price is too cheap. He's been getting the targets every week and it might even be a good thing if um, both Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are healthy. I'm not sure about Darren Waller. Um, I just think the Raiders really aren't going to have that many plays. And I, I like I said, I think the Bears are going to dominate. I will have some Evan Ingram this week. The Vikings haven't been good against the tight end. They gave up a ton of Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller had 13 catches for 134 yards against the Vikings. And uh, Austin Hooper had a big game against Minnesota as well. He had nine catches for 77 yards. So clearly the Vikings don't really guard the slot slash tight end so much. So and Ingram's just a wide receiver type athlete. He's not even like a tight end, you know? Yeah. So he's, he's better than those guys who have, you know, torched the Minnesota defense. I, I just feel like Andrews in that game again with Baltimore, Pittsburgh and that been matchup. Banged up. That's the only thing that worries me. He still gets in the end zone. He's not practicing and he's playing less of the snaps. I think tight end for me is going to be easy. It's going to be Ertz, Ingram and Eifert. So just those three guys. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's Andrews and Eifert just all day. Uh, those are the two I'm going to be playing. I'll monitor Andrews throughout the week and see I'm how really he does. Intrigued. If he practices Thursday, tomorrow and Friday, then yeah. I'm good. Oh, I think he'll be out there. I think he's just a little limited with the foot. Um, I'm really intrigued though, to see what Eifert's, um, ownership is going to be. Yeah. I think if he caught a touchdown against Pittsburgh on the Monday night game, he'd be much higher owned. But since he didn't, I think his ownership, and it's just hard to predict because I feel like the normal, I feel like the normal person that just kind of does fan duel, you know, for fun or whatever, he's not going to play Eifert because they didn't watch the game. You know, they didn't, they're not fans of Pittsburgh. And they probably don't even scroll down that far. You know, he's way down there. He's he at is way down there. So. And I just, it's going to be Eifert. It's going to be Andrews for me. If you're looking for two, for other people, two guys that I kind of like are Jared Cook um, going against Tampa. Tampa's been bad against the tight end as well. And then I like Dawson Knox in Buffalo against Tennessee. Tennessee's been bad against the tight end as well. And I just feel like there's there's no one else to throw the ball to in Buffalo. Um, and I feel like Tennessee is going to put up some points against the Bills. So I feel like uh, Dawson Knox could be a little sneaky play. To I'm find just the really feeling the Eifert two touchdown games. Oh, so. no, I mean, I'm going to hammer Eifert. It's going to be like 80% <laughs> owned Eifert for me. And then just fill it in and fill it in with. It's funny. The last 20% time with Andrews, the last time I was all in on Eifert last year, they were playing the Falcons. 
he was like the same price. I think he was 4,600. He caught a touchdown in the first quarter. He had like 10 fantasy points early in the second quarter is actually when he like broke his ankle or leg or whatever. So he got value, mm-hmm. but I legit had like 99% I <laughs> for that week. And it's like ringing a bell to less. He's having deja vu all over again. He was well on his way to that freaking six for 65 and three or whatever. But he that's why I had last week with Disley. I just yeah. freaking hammered Disley like 80% on because Arizona until Arizona can stop the tight end every week. That's what I'm targeting. Disley's a stud, man. And Russell Wilson yeah, looks Disley's, for him every yeah. time. In the and Disley's zone. been good, but yeah, it's Eifert for me for sure. Um, Andy Dalton was looking for him last week, and I definitely feel like he finds the end zone. Um, yeah, it's going to be Eifert all day. Um, all right, so defense, it's going to be New England for me all day at the top, especially if like Colt McCoy plays. Definitely make a case for any of those top three. You got New England against yeah, probably New Colt England McCoy. Bears. I, I, Chicago I mean, and then Philly against. I just don't want to miss Luke out Falk. on New England again. Yeah. You know, that's two weeks in a row I've missed out on them scoring 31 and then 26 points or 25 points. They averaged on 21 and a half on FanDuel. That's insane. You have to have and their that. lowest was 10 points in week one against Pittsburgh when they only allowed three points. They just only had one sack and one pick. Yeah. Week I, two, they, they got seven sacks. Week three and week four, they got five sacks apiece. And they've had at least one interception. Every, they have nine interceptions and 18 sacks in just four games. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Three and defensive three touchdowns. touchdowns yeah. yeah, three defensive touchdowns. I mean, it's just their defense is insane. And it, it doesn't matter who's at quarterback. Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, Haskins. It, they're just going to destroy them. I've never seen a defense price that high either. Even when Jacksonville was in their prime a couple of years ago, they never got up to 5,500. So that's just crazy. But yeah, it's going to be paying up at running back and paying up at for the Patriots for me this week. And then you're getting your value with Eifer and mm. some cheap wide receivers like Hollywood Brown and maybe a little Tate. Um, but yeah, the Bears aren't a bad play. Eagles aren't a bad play. I like the Saints in the mid range. They're only four thousand. They're home against Jameis in the in the Bucks. We know the Bucks are probably going to score points, but that's not what we're really worried about for fancy defenses. Um, I was really surprised the Rams couldn't generate pressure against Winston last week. Nothing. But the Saints have a really good pass rush, and if the Saints get off to a lead, I think Jameis. That's when he makes the mistakes. The Bucks got off to a twenty-one to zero lead against the Rams, and I think that's why he. I mean, he still threw a pick six, and he almost let the Rams get back in the game. I mean, the Rams' defense was just t- terrible. Like, Chris Godwin lit them up. I think even if the Bucks score 20 points, the Saints can sack him four or five times, force a fumble, maybe get a couple picks. I think um, they're a pretty nice price there. The only other one I had on my list was the Steelers. They're 3400 which is just way too cheap, and they're home against Lamar Jackson. I mean, Jackson's been good for fantasy, but he's definitely still turnover prone. He's really hard to sack just because he's so mobile, but he's kind of like Deshaun Watson where he'll stand in the pocket for too long sometimes and take unnecessary sacks. So I think if you really need the savings, um, I'll get some exposure to the Steelers. I, th- I think they just sacked um, Dalton. I think it was eight or nine times on Monday. So yeah. they definitely have the, the pass rush to get there. I mean, Dalton's not Lamar Jackson, and I really like this game to be high scoring. So... I, honestly, my value defense this week is Carolina at home against Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville's offensive line is not that good. And 
I don't care what anyone says. Like Gardner Minshew's just he's just an average quarterback. Like yeah, he's had he's been playing well, but Carolina destroyed Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson's much better than Gardner Minshew. So um, I think when, since Cam has been out, that Carolina defense is really showing who they are, and I liked them in the beginning of the season. Um, so Carolina's my sleeper D. Just a little bit cheaper. Week. I'd probably lean Buffalo. They're a hundred dollars cheaper. And Tennessee's just they're one of those random teams like the Lions and like the Falcons where <clears throat> they could beat anybody because they've they beat the Falcons and they beat the Browns, which are two pretty good teams. And then they could just lose to anybody. I think they're home favorites this week. I think that's like a classic game where Tennessee just comes out and gets shit on which I would love to see. <laughs> um, definitely a Mariota slash Derrick Henry slash Titans hater. Um, so I'll probably be betting the Bills plus three and a half. Um, I'm just not a believer in the Titans, and I think this is just a classic spot where they're coming off a nice win in Atlanta. They come back home and just shit the bet against the Bills. I don't even care if it's Josh Allen or um, they're uh, Barkley. I'm probably going to take Buffalo either way. Yeah, I just... It's Tennessee. I I don't know with them. They're just that team that kind of the they lowest have, over under on the slate too. Yeah, I I don't hate that Bills defense, but I for a hundred bucks more, I'd rather play Carolina. I just feel like at home they're a better defense, and Jacksonville's Jacksonville doesn't scare me at all. Um, Denver had a good a good game against them until the fourth quarter, and Minshew and Fournette started to take over a little bit. All right. That does it. Um, listen, if you guys want to win some money, listen to everything we just said. And uh, any questions, hit us up. Um, we'll talk a little bit about our Dream Team Fantasy League here. Two and two, I am uh, coming off two big wins. And Tyler over here, three and one in fourth place. I'm in fifth place right behind him. Actually have more points than him. Little bastard. Sorry, I just had my first loss of the season. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. It wasn't a good one for you either. I had Gurley on my bench. I think I would have won because I only, or maybe I'm getting the leagues mixed up. I'm in too many freaking leagues. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm in like nine leagues and I have a winning record in all of them besides one. So I'm doing fine. Yeah, I got uh, Melvin Gordon in this league. So I got him back. So plugging him into the lineup. That's um, the only thing that sucks for me. All my Eckler shares are going to. Yeah. Not be looking as Yeah, I mean, good. you only, no, you would have got, you got crushed in our league last oh, okay. week. Yeah, 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 I had the leagues mixed up. Uh, one of my leagues, I lost by two points and I had Gurley on my bench and he scored two touchdowns. Yeah, you did have Gurley on your bench though in this league, but he <laughs> wouldn't have helped you. Okay. And you had Jalen Samuels on the bench, but who would have saw what he was going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll keep you updated on that. Currently, uh, Tyler's in fourth and I'm in fifth place. So, Neck and neck here. Um, okay, last man standing survivor pick this week for us. It's the Patriots. There, I think they're just going to steamroll the the skins. So we'll take the Pats and hopefully go on to next week. Um, starts to get a little. It gets a little harder here once you kind of uh, yeah start to pick the teams. And I was starting to map out the rest of the schedule. Yeah. I know you're not really supposed to do that because you just want to survive and make the next week. But I think there is some strategy involved. You want to save some of the good teams. I know you're we kind of going back and forth this week. I was leaning towards taking Kansas City, but I think um, they got a good matchup down the road. And, and yeah. I feel like this. 
I think this spot for New England is just kind of good to pass up, and we're just going to take it. And yeah. a lot of people got eliminated last week with the Rams, so we're just going to eat the chalk, take the biggest favorite, and try to get on to the next week. Yeah, and that's what it's about, just going on to the next week. And I think once you get towards the middle of the season, if you're still in it, then mapping out the second half of the season is kind of the way to go. Yeah. You know, I was looking at, like, the final two weeks and, like, teams that I want to have for those two weeks because <laughs> if you do make it that far, then it's like, all right, you that then it gets really hard yep. when you've already picked 14 teams and you got to, you know, now you're limited in who you can play. Um, week five bet this week. Um, another teaser. Uh, what is it? Yeah. So I got a three team, 10 point teaser. I'm going to tease the chiefs down to minus one home against Indy. They're just going to be able to do whatever they want on offense. Tyreek Hill might play. He might not. It shouldn't matter. They're going to, they have like an implied team total of like 34 and a half points this week, which is crazy. Uh, New England, we're going to tease down to five and a half. So as long as they win by six or more, we're good there. And then the Bears, 10-point teaser, get them plus five and a half. I just think they have a great chance to blow out the Raiders. If for some reason they play bad, I think their defense is still good enough to stay within that margin and not lose by six or more. The other bet I had was Arizona, or no, excuse me, uh, Cincinnati versus Arizona. But we're going to take the Bengals in the first half at minus two and a half. The Cardinals have got off to a poor start in every single game this season, and it's really just not clicking. And now they have a couple weapons that are injured. Kyler Murray's been kind of hit or miss. He's been inaccurate, especially in the first half, and then he gets most of his production in garbage time. And I think Cincinnati coming off that embarrassing loss is going to get off to a hot start and uh, take an early lead there. So minus two and a half for the first half on Cincinnati. Yeah, I like it all. Um, I'm actually going to do a 10-point 10, 10 teaser with the Chiefs, Pats, and then I'm going to do the Ravens-Baltimore game over, biting it down to 34-and-a-half. Um, I just feel like that game is just going to be a shootout, so I really like that game hitting the so over. So the over was 44-and-a-half, yeah. you're teasing down to 34-and-a-half. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I really like that play. Um, and then come the Chiefs-Colts game, uh, we'll probably have some prop bets for that. So if you guys want to get those picks, message us, um, and we'll let you know what we're playing. Probably going to play Kelsey over receiving yards again if he's around like 80 yards or 85. And I'm probably going to play a lot of showdown for that game too just because I feel like I have a pretty good feel on Kansas City. So especially if I have a nice Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely be making a bunch of showdown teams for that Sunday night game on DraftKings. Definitely. All right. Uh, anything else before we out of here? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Good luck in week five. Let's get this money. All right. We're out. Peace.